Welcome back to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast, a show all about inspiring smart, busy women to put their happiness at the top of their to-do list. Join your host and life coach, Dion Thompson, as she chats with amazing women who have figured out how to make their happiness a priority, and more importantly, what it's really like to go from hot mess to awesomeness. And now, on with the show. everyone to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast. I am your host and life coach, Dion Thompson. Oh, I am here today with, um, with my bestie. And so welcome, Leanne Canal. And I, this has been a long time coming since this podcast started. Um, you have been at the top of my list to have as a guest. And it's just that life is happening and life is always happening. And today is the day that we are making this happen. And before we uh, jumped on this call, we talked about, okay, what are we going to talk about? Because we could talk about just about anything, having known each other for about 30 years. Um, And I have so many questions because there's so many things that I want um, other people to know about because your journey is so, um, it's so important to share. It's very inspiring. You have really come face to face with some deep shit and now just doing amazing work uh, on Manitoulin Island and for all the people who live on the island, you're fucking lucky um, because you have my best friend. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm very excited to uh, walk through some of the major turning points that you have gone through that have brought you to this place. So for those of you that don't know Leanne, if you're in my world and you don't know Leanne, I think that's really strange. But anyway, so let me introduce you. So Leanne is my best friend of 30 years and Leanne is a holistic practitioner um, doing work as uh, with Reiki and cupping and massage. She's also a um, master coach and um, my personal spiritual guide. And uh, as long as I've been on this journey of self-exploration and trying to figure my shit out, uh, Leanne's been by my side, really um, offering me a perspective and tools and she's my go-to person. And I'm so, so excited to share you with the world because more people need to know about how fucking awesome you are. Okay, I'm gonna gush some more, hold on. Ooh, okay. I don't even know. Oh, what welcome, my friend. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. And it, it made me laugh as you were talking there, talking about how, you know, I've been parallel to you on this journey. And it, I think it's worth noting that um, I started the spiritual aspect a little bit before you. And I remember talking to you initially about it. And, oh, I found this really awesome book. And it's going to, well, it's going to, telling us the secret and you went the secret is take your head out of your ass and that was that was the beginning you know what it's okay this is very funny because what you just shared with me before I hit record was a card that you pulled about balancing the practical and the spiritual which I'm pretty sure is just us in in general Um, so in the before times of my life um, I would consider myself a pretty, I would say practical, what I, what I, yeah, yeah like yeah, scientific yeah. logic or so I thought. And mm-hmm. yeah, when you had said to me, this book, it's like life-changing. It's the secret. It's really going to guide us. And I'm like, you're fucking kidding me. <laughs> and lo and behold, it was, uh, it's a, it, it is an extremely powerful It was the perfect book. introductory yes. book right. that led us to other more deeper things. 
So. Yes. And I'm grateful that you followed that path because of course it opened up many doors for me that I don't think I would have opened on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that is the beauty of, well, it's one of the beautiful things of our very long-term friendship. And something else we, we had talked about chatting about was how do you maintain a friendship of this nature um, with the amount of transition and growth that we've both gone through? Um, and some of it wasn't pretty. Uh, some of it was very, as transformation goes, messy as fuck <laughs> and, and very uh, codependent. Oh, oh, very oh, like I'm, get the X thinking about how codependent we were. And we'll talk about that because uh, I think more people need to know that we weren't always this awesome. <laughs> there were some serious moments that people would watch and go, I'm pretty sure that's not healthy, but that's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, people in our world right now, it would have been like, ugh. yeah, exactly. Anyway, um, Leanne, I'm, I, I would love for you to um, and share yourself with the audience today and, and really maybe shine a little bit of light on where it is that you came from. I mean, now you are in a very glorious, spiritually aligned state. Don't get me wrong. Life is still fucked up a lot of the time, but that's because it's life. Right. Um, but you are so, you're very elevated, uh, really sitting in your higher self. Um, and I know having been your friend since we were 14. Um, and if you do the math there, you'll know how old we are. Um, <laughs> that uh, it wasn't always as clear. And that no. the path was, was quite blocked for you um, for quite a long time. So let us, let us in. Tell, tell us about <clears throat> what that was like. So it's, uh, yeah, I certainly was not always attuned to my spiritual self. I was quite, um, quite blocked as a younger person. Um, I didn't really get on this path until my mid to late 20s. And um So just growing up, I pushed everything down. I didn't want to face anything. And it was, uh, it was a tumultuous emotional childhood. And then some interesting things happened. Um, first of which, uh, was learning that there was more that I could open myself up to different things that I had no concept of that would lead me on a path that wasn't so full of things that I should be doing. Well, Mm -hmm. I should be getting this degree. I should be doing this for a career. I should be, should, 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 should. This person should be in my life. This person shouldn't. Um, All this judgment and stuff I had around myself and on what my life should look like. And so starting on this this path of of learning of who I truly was, um, was a really, really, huge portion of how I got to be where I am right now. Um, I, uh, oh God, how do I bring this up? There was, I mean, I'm, I'm, what just came into my mind was Mm. that you were engaged right out of high school. Oh yes. And that, I mean, for many, that's kind of, that's a, that's a serious should, Mm -hmm. right. Depending Mm -hmm. on, you know, the, the patterns that you live in and what people believe Mm -hmm. as to what's right for what a woman should do. Um, but I know that you were being really drawn somewhere else yet just sort of settled into this space. So what was that like? So, yeah, I, um, I didn't get a real boyfriend until I was 17. And up until that point, 
I just really thought very poorly of myself, self-image wise as a person. I found it very difficult to make friends and um, I don't fit in well socially, <laughs> uh, trying to be who I'm not. And so it wasn't until I learned who I really was and that when I'm who I really am and around people, then the people that stay are the ones that should be there. The people that aren't, are they're not meant to be there. Right, so, and what were, what were some of the glimpses that you were getting? Because, you know, there was a lot of, um, oh my goodness, I, I'm vividly remembering like the house and there was the, you know, we had to get the, the appliances and all those things were happening, yet there was something that kept pulling you out. And at that time, what would you say was sort of your, maybe very faint, but guiding light? So, oh, that's an interesting question because I hadn't thought about it at that point. So I was really stuck in, I was really stuck, let's just say that. And I was convinced that the person I was with was the only person that would ever love me for my entire life. And I knew he wasn't the right person. Um, I had postponed the wedding twice. And so that in itself is, um, wow, that would have been when I first started listening to my intuition because I, um, if I hadn't, then I would have just done that. And um, so yay me for actually listening, <laughs> listening to my intuition and, uh, and not marrying somebody that I shouldn't have. Um, and so when I look back, I haven't thought about this for a long time, Dion. Um, I have actually always listened to that little voice, but I didn't really acknowledge it all the time. So, um, so there was that. And then we're, we're so conditioned to not listen, right? And so when, and you being such a um, spiritual being, what I remember, I mean, I was describing you to somebody else the other day and it's, you're kind of like not of this plane you're in an elevated space spiritually and that is always who you've been and so there was this strong presence yet everything around you and me because I was there too everything around us um, was about not it was always about what does it look like on the outside what do you look like on the outside are you doing the things that you're supposed to be doing and I, I think thankfully the your inner self was um, powerful enough to keep pulling you away, even though at the time you may not have quite understood mm -hmm. because no, it I felt, would no it, it would have been painful, right? To, right. cause you're going, pulling yourself away from what other people thought was good. Mm -hmm. Let's, again, yeah, you, <laughs> and um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I know you, you never said, you never followed through and, and that relationship um, ended. And then where did that, where was the next step in your journey from that space? So I was still stuck on the path of should. So I ended up going back to school and my thought was, okay, what's the shortest course I can take to get the most amount of money? <laughs> so that led me to dental. And fortunately I got in and, um, yeah, so I became a dental hygienist. I moved to Barrie from Penetang and, um, yeah, it was just a really, I mean, I'm, 
I'm grateful for the 20 years of my life that I spent as a dental hygienist. It served me for what I needed at the time. Uh, it allowed me a certain amount of financial independence. It allowed me, you know, I was able to buy my own condo. Um, and it, uh, it got me to different places and it allowed me the space that eventually I was able to go, hmm, I'm living a life that from the outside looks like it should be perfect. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a dental hygienist. I'm making X amount of money. I'm living in a pretty decent small city. Uh, I've got good friends. So what's missing? Right. And I mean, I'm thinking about 20 years is, is a good chunk of your life. And um, I know that, you know, for that first bit, as, as many of us do, when we sort of step into the, the good on paper career, oh, I can, I can make this work. Mm-hmm. And this is going to, oh, and I look at, and I was the, good at it. Right. And, and, yeah. and so the, I'm good at it. It makes me the money. I'm doing the things. And then when did the things become more powerful or more heavy than, than like the joy? So I think that my career started falling truly started falling apart once my personal life came together. So um, I met someone and this is also an interesting story. So um, my whole life I dated men. And when I was in my early thirties, I got back into doing community theater, which was another big love of my life. And I attribute the fact that I was doing something that I love with the way that I met my love. So um, I met a woman and fell head over heels in love with her. And she was spiritual bond beyond anything I could even have any kind of concept of. So being with somebody that that was that solid in herself and solid in her beliefs allowed me to explore mine freely and, and, and without judgment. So so yeah, so once those pieces started to fall into place, that was when I started to realize, mm, I don't think I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing. It's so. fascinating how we can, in, by just focusing on, um, I won't say the wrong thing, but by focusing on one thing, we can really throw up blinders to what else is going on. And mm-hmm. so very um, involved in your career, doing really well, I'm a good person, I'm, I'm successful, and yet, I have all these relationship issues and, you know, to go back to our, you know, um, interestingly codependent relationship. Um, I, I know that around the time where you shifted and went back to community theater was around the same time that you and I had made a firm decision about what was going to be happening in our friendship. So in the way back before times, um, you know, you as a hygienist and me doing what the fuck I was doing. Um, and we both had a very externalized sense of who we were Mm -hmm. and what I know from my perspective is I needed to fix things, people in particular, um, which of course can't do. I was, and I was happy to, you know, volunteer myself. (laughs) To do that. <laughs> right. And so I, being an observer now uh, of both of us and seeing that 
you know, our relationship was what it needed to be at the time. We were both, we were both doing the best we could with what we had. And as um, more information came to both of us, it, we recognized, I think fairly quickly, how uncomfortable and disconnected we both were from what we were meant to be doing. My journey, like yours, took many years in order to really make sense of it. But I remember the day being in your apartment saying, I can't do this anymore. I can't keep coming here and, and, and feeling like, and, and doing these things. And then you at the same time, we're, like, we're not helping each other. We're, we're not improving each other's lives. Like, I think we need to figure this out. And, you know, at that point, we'd been friends for, God, I don't know, 18 years-ish or so. Um, I'm not doing the math very well in my head, but the, I think the distance that we created um, between us, what I observed was it really gave you time to start to unpack what I had been packing. (laughs) (laughs) What I had been putting band-aids on, been like, no, no, this is good. This is good. Everything's (laughs) fine here. Um, And, and there, you're again, that very, very powerful spiritual sense of self was able to go, fuck, I'm so glad she's gone because now I get to do my job, which is to show up for Leanne, for us. And, um, and I remember when you're like, yeah, I'm going to go and go back into theater and stuff. And, and, and then I started taking voice lessons which was something I had always wanted to do when I was a kid and then never did. And I thought in my, you know, late twenties, early thirties, like I can actually do this. And that was kind of what snowballed. So tell me a little bit about, cause obviously um, I, I, I know a lot about you, but I, I'm not you <laughs> weird. Um, tell me about what it was that you turned to in those moments when you were really starting to do that unpacking, like, the layers are starting to fall away. You're starting to get a sense of yourself going back to voice lessons and then eventually joining in community theater and, um, and really starting to look inward. How did you stay, how did you stay on that path? Was it the secret? Was it, um, something alongside of that? Did like, you know, often for many people, there's journaling, there's meditation, there's these Mm. practices, um, but what is it that you kept coming back to that kept you moving forward? Because again, this is, it's a very personal journey to come out of the pit. Right. At that time, it's interesting because looking back now, I was doing a lot of healthy things in an unhealthy way mm. because I was very busy. <laughs> I was very busy. I was commuting to Toronto half the week. I was, um, um, and, you know, rehearsals were not in Barrie. They were about 20 minutes outside of Barrie. So it was juggling my life and my poor dog at home alone and just trying to figure out what I was doing amidst all the busyness. And I think that what kept me on that path was the fact that I was starting to unearth who I truly was. And it wasn't about, um, you know, I'm back doing theater because I'm a decent actor and I can sing. It was more about, oh, when I step on that stage, 
I truly light up inside myself and I feel at home and this is, this is strange. And then meeting Kelly in that period of time, it was just like, it was piling on the awesomeness amidst the busyness. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So it's fascinating how, um, you know, our intuitive self or higher self, that sort of in inner awesome being, Mm -hmm. um, just keeps showing up right Mm -hmm. in the midst of business, in the midst of the busyness, there you are doing a thousand things and your attention's on, I'm on the drive and I'm doing the thing and doing the thing. And, and yet I'm on a stage, right? And so it's very, um, it's fascinating that when you open the door just a little for what is meant for you, that, that higher self to sort of show up and peek out, she's going to run with that mm-hmm. and take advantage of every opportunity to show up, whether you're noticing or not. So then right. you get to a point where, you know, the beautiful, fabulous Kelly shows up in your life and you're like, well, fuck, that's a thing. What's and, happening? <laughs> and, and able to receive that. I mean, that's a huge, another huge thing to, I want to acknowledge that not everybody um, is that, has that capacity to set aside some serious social conventions and self-beliefs. You know, I am the one who dates men to that's the person I'm going to marry who, who is a woman. Right. Um, and, and literally I want to, I just want to point out to anybody who's listening. It was literally in a fucking split second. You know, she goes to rehearsal and that night I get an email saying, Oh my God, this is happening. Like this is, I'm this, there's this uh-huh. person and I'm in love with this person. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. You, okay. What? What? <laughs> Um, so that, that is when my higher self or divinity or whatever told me that Kelly was happening, that is my first really strong memory of divine intervention. I remember I was sitting downstairs in the rehearsal space. I was sitting in a burgundy velour high back chair and Kelly was across the room doing whatever she was doing and I full on and I'll never forget the words it was full on head tilt huh she's the one I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with a woman and it was just like it just was it just was there was no questioning it there was no um you know what the fuck was that there was no it was it would it just was I was just like okay, so this is happening. Like, and, and I think that was the night that I sent you the email. Cause I was just mm-hmm. like, whoa. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, and it fell into place with her. So um, I look back and it was fairly easy. And it's funny, we just watched a TV show the other, like last night or the night before where the same, one other woman was in the same situation. She'd become friends with this a lesbian and at first she was all like, no, 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 no. And then she realized, oh yes. And then, so it brought back the, was there fear? Did I question it? And I'm sure there were times that I did, but I really don't remember backing off too much. I think um, just my uh, my fear that I was enough part was, was a danger at the beginning of the relationship, but that had nothing to do with Kelly being a woman. It was just, I don't deserve this kind of love. 
I'm not good enough for this amazing person to love me. How, how is this happening? And I remember I did try to push her away at that time and she wouldn't let me. <laughs> so how uh, convenient, how convenient. So, um, so, so tell me a little bit more about that, because I think that a lot of people can relate to the not enough, not deserving when the, the, the beautiful things that, again, you kind of were manifesting, even though you weren't noticing, right? right. So you're, you're showing up for yourself. You're reading the secret. You're doing the things you're going to theater. You're, 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 you're aligning the higher parts of you, the things that light you up, you're, you're pulling more of that into your world. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, I don't want to say no big surprise, but because it was a huge surprise, but, but no big surprise that you then manifest this wonderful being and this life that you had actually been creating. Mm -hmm. um, yet that inner critic, the ego, whatever you want to call it, the low vibe self that shows up and, and does that dirty work of not enoughness, um, what did you do with that? Like, how is it that you approached that? I mean, yes, Kelly, she was like, yeah, I'm not having it. Mm -hmm. And, and that's fine, but it's not Kelly that made it dissipate or gave you like the capacity mm -hmm. to overcome it. What are some of the things that you turn to? Did... So I'm pretty sure around that time was when I first started meditating. Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of time spent like inward because you know when my ego and my lower low vibe self had its way it was like are you nuts like this is so stupid like what do you think you're doing like you're not a lesbian like why are you with this person there's no reason and um so <sighs> I'm so grateful and, and it's funny looking back because I don't really remember having a lot of doubtful periods around it. And so I full on just at that stage, here's maybe what happened. I, my conscious self, my ego self was caught up in all the busyness. I was doing my work. I was going to rehearsals. I was doing this, 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 and this, allowing my higher self the time to align and go, okay, this is happening. So you're just going to let it happen because, you know, my busy self was preoccupied with other things. So it how, gave how smart my of you to keep yourself busy so that you can actually do what you're meant to do. Right. Uh, right. And, and to go back to what you had originally said that when you, your connection with Kelly really solidified was when you became really aware that this work world you had been living inside of for 20 odd years was not serving you anymore. I mean, I know that one of the things that really matter to you is the, the earth, yeah. the environment, yeah. um, and everything that goes along with it. And um, the profession you were in was not in alignment with that. Oh my God, no. no. Right. And, and, you know, we do a lot of justification and a lot of like, yes, and there's the money and it's keeping me going and it's what I'm supposed to do. And it's very good on paper, blah, 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 blah. Mm. So tell me more about that uncovering moment when you really started to look and go, what the actual fuck am I doing? Yeah. Well, that was around the time that, so another aha after, well, and here we go. So, because, you know, 
we're, we're a flower opening. It's not just like boom, boom. So yeah, I, I met Kelly. We got married within eight months, living in a beautiful home, beautiful fur babies, like, you know, everything should have been perfect. <laughs> and no, I needed something else now. So that was when you had started your journey on NLP and I got interested in it as well. And so when we learned about values and what our true core values were, and I realized that what I was doing to earn a living was completely like a hundred percent against my, one of my true core values of mother earth and, and the environment. And it was just like, I was killing myself going to work. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember telling somebody at one point, I can't remember if it was a coworker or, or somebody else that wasn't really that close to me. And they would thought I was crazy because I didn't want to, you know, go to work anymore, making 40 bucks an hour because I went through disposable gloves. Like it was, you know, and all the plastic and all this, that and other. And, but because that was right in my core and it was against who I was, it just, it was just killing me. It was eating me up day after day after day. After day. Mm-hmm. So values values <laughs> you may have heard me talk about that if you're saying <laughs> i kind of have a thing for aligning with your values and then weird how everything else starts to fall into place mm-hmm. um so i i do want to highlight <laughs> so because this i just think it's funny i mean so many things that your higher self has done it is so fast it is so easy and just is right kelly yes and i remember there wasn't a lot of doubt there there wasn't mm-hmm. a lot of like this isn't what I might know, other than a few questions of like, yeah. how am I going to make this work? And what do I do now? Um, you know, that piece. And um, I remember when you had really come to that awareness about how misaligned you were with career and, and soul, and you were doing a lot of the soul work. So the um, connection to Uh, spirituality, shamanism, oils, crystals, Reiki, uh, you dove right in and then would leave that to go to work. Um, And I eventually that eroded um, and it it just wasn't going to work anymore. So tell everybody about your, the, the workshop that you were you know, okay, Kelly wants to do this workshop and it's on Manitoulin Island. So we're going to go up and do it and it's going to be lovely. Um, and I'm like, okay, have fun. Um, it was on a weekend. So like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Now go, now you have to tell people what happened. <laughs> so, so yes. Yeah, so Kelly had studied shamanism in her early, uh, it'd been probably 10 plus years since she had been practicing the medicine. And, um, I was involved. I was helping out at a holistic fair. I was helping a co a peer and Kelly came and she went around and she came across this booth with this, you know, retreat space up on Manitoulin Island. And, Oh, it's beautiful. And it was being led by um, a shamanic practitioner who had been taught by the woman that taught Kelly numerous years ago. So it was just, too much synchronicity for us to go so we decided we would go and so we came up here for the weekend and before we'd even left the island I'd contacted our realtor and said we're putting our house up for sale 
and I think I'd sent you pictures. Of oh yeah, house that we were buying on Friday, <laughs> on Friday night. Like, hey, this is the house we're gonna buy and live here. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? You you just left <laughs> again. Just that manner in which not just the that your higher self shows up, but that you are have this capacity to listen right. and um, I know that it can seem really challenging for a lot of people to be able to listen to themselves again because we're conditioned to not or doubt mm -hmm. and um, and sort of be circum or you're conditioned to question mm -hmm. what our own beliefs were we're sort of told often that you need validation you need someone else to say that they agree uh or you, you know to go so far as it needs to be proven scientifically that this is the right thing to do um your parents have to agree men have to agree like it just is a thing um so i'm 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 in awe of the way that you have found yourself throughout all of the obstacles um, well before you were aware that it was even happening mm -hmm. and so there you are <laughs> well and I just want to be really clear about this though yes so left to my own devices I certainly do not make decisions that quickly however I have such faith in my wife that when she says yeah, this is happening. I 100% trust that that's what's best for both of us because uh, it's just it's just the way our relationship was. And 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 then after you know talking to women in our circle and talking to other people spiritually, it's been like, well, of course, yeah, that's where you're supposed to go. Manitoulin <laughs> literally means spirit island. So yeah. Well, I mean, to that end, mm. your soul located Kelly, knowing that you would right. need that support and that guidance. And of course, knowing you both, there is no telling either person what to do. There's just a lot of offerings and mm -hmm. a lot of opportunities to unpack fairly quickly. Yes. Um, I mean, don't get, it wasn't like we're moving here. <laughs> it, that, that was not, that wasn't what it was. It was, no. oh, wouldn't this be a beautiful opportunity? Think about mm -hmm. what your life would be like. You'd be able to quit dental hygiene, la, 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 presenting this we'd be on our spiritual path we'd be studying shamanism living in the middle of the woods like it was right. just on a lake hi <laughs> there was no question there was no question there was it just no so as much as my natural inclination wouldn't have been to jump the fact that um you know kelly can jump in a heartbeat um while showing me what beauty could come from it was what allowed me to go oh well there's no fucking question so yeah and i really think that our our sense of knowing um like who we truly are will seek out partners and people in our lives that complement how we show up so as um you know someone who is going to process and is going to sort of work through and and see things in a certain way you in, we invite in and you've invited in kelly who sees the world in a, in a different way to offer those perspective shifts to give you the opportunity to make decisions in a way that feels whole mm -hmm. so i think that's um you know a beautiful definition 
of interdependence. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, along the path of, you know, from dependence, codependence, in, independence to interdependence is really about finding and aligning with beings who just in their mere being of themselves offers us such great gifts and allows us to be more of ourselves at the same time. So that's truly how I see uh, you and Kelly. And to be honest, that's how I see us at this point right. in at our lives, point, right? Point, yes. Yes. We've done some work and, <laughs> and here we are 30 years uh, going strong. And, mm -hmm. and now, you know, as our lives do this parallel growth, um, the, we're able to complement each other in, in such beautiful ways. And, and one of the, the ways in which we really came together, and I think, um, you know, it, it didn't even matter so much about the geography, um, was that we were hosting the women's circles here. Um, and so wise women say was sort of born from us having attended, you know, somebody else's circle and saying, there's something here that both of our gifts can come and, and, and show up for and really create something special. And we really did. And it was a, um, you know, two years of just fantastic monthly gatherings with amazing women and mm -hmm. storytelling and sharing and vulnerability and amazing awesomeness. Um, and, you know, COVID or no COVID, um, we're still now able to continue that path through, even though that we are sort of at a distance from each other. Hmm. Um, and I, I'm excited for the next evolution of, um, what you will do and then what I get to be a part of uh, as a result. Um, you're doing amazing things in the world that you have. And again, I say to the people who live on the island, you're all fucking lucky because um, what I know is to be with you from an energy standpoint, you are a like a, a heated, hot energy being um, to the treatments that you, you offer to people and um, the way in which you help people to sort of gain that clarity and, um, and clear out what needs to be cleared out, literally do that with uh, the power of, of, of what's inside you. So um, what I'm alluding to is whenever you get a Reiki session or cupping or massage or any combination thereof, like what transpires, it's almost like you're like this vessel and a conduit of some sort. Um, and you may have caught the fact that she had mentioned, so I'm talking to the listeners now, that Leanne had mentioned that she also sings. She's just like a, like a half-assed singer. She's a phenomenal singer. And, and you incorporate that into your energy and, and holistic work as well. I think it's just fucking fantastic. <sighs> Come a long way, baby. <laughs> so, tell me how you feel about your journey. So, this winter has been challenging. Um, you know, the shutdowns and, and whatnot that happened this winter, as opposed to last winter when we were all kind of like, not really sure what the hell was going on. It's just been different. I think it was because, you know, I had gotten in a groove in the space I was working out of, I was getting regular clients and then all of a sudden that stopped. And so I was back in my shoulds. I was back in, okay, so I should be figuring out how to see clients without seeing them one-on-one. -on -one. I should be upping my coaching game. I should be doing all these programs. And 
it's only for the last few days even that I've realized no no I'm up here in this beautiful space things are evolving in such a natural way and it's my it's my job to be aware of them and to be present and to allow them to unfold the way that they're meant to, as opposed to forcing something that I don't feel that is, is genuinely where my headspace is supposed to be at right now. Mm. I don't think I answered your question. Um, so it's, it's, it's just been, been very, very interesting that it's never done. Like clearly it, it's never done. Like you get to a point where you, you're feeling good and you're feeling, you know, confident and whatnot. And then something shifts, something happens and you're thrust back into that place of I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. I don't really know what the fuck I'm doing. Who the fuck am I to do this? All of that nonsense. And so that's when you're relationship with self becomes so important because then you get to discern who's the bullshit voice like what's the voice of your shida like your the your ego that's being like you know the itty bitty shitty committee like just having that discernment to know what's true and what's not is one of the most difficult and challenging things and also most important and beneficial to living a soul-led aligned and flowed life. Awesome. <laughs> what along with your uh, sort of deeper or more um, with your power of discernment, mm. what was it this, how was this different this time, this shitty pit of itty bitty shitty community? So, so I realized, so, so now I'm back being able to see clients because you know we're hearing all this thing well we need to be move online we need to just not needs to but you know what human connection always needs to be like I know there's value in this I get that it, it's necessary but we also still need one-on-one -on -one interaction and connection and when I have let myself realize that right now that's the space I'm in because that's the space I need to cultivate to allow any other things that I meant to do to come forth mm. because I'm in this, I'm, I'm really evolving right now in what I'm doing with clients and what I'm, what I'm doing with people. So it's um, right now for me, amidst a pandemic, I am learning how to have that one-on-one -on -one connection with people. Mm. And so making that shift from what I should be doing to what I need to be present in right now was was key again just being aware of your shoulds mm. which I think you talk about you know every once in a while I bring that up yeah <laughs> I think that is such um it's a powerful state that you're in right now I mean again like I said before you're an extremely powerful being um, but that awareness of what it is that you need because you're trusting that it's leading you to the next thing. Right. And um, it, it not only are you doing it for yourself, but then the individuals who get to benefit from any treatment from you, they get to be in the presence of that. And that type of grounded, elevated self um, really translates um, energetically. 
and there's a this beautiful ripple effect and so whether or not it's conscious or even verbalized um, those in in your wake if you will get to um, sort of get this sense that they too have permission to do do the next right thing for them and to look at whatever options are available. Some are shitty, some not so shitty, some are really great. And, and use that power of discernment and align with their values and do that work all while being okay with what that process looks like for them individually. So for you individually, it's go inside, go dark, go deep, you know, get quiet and still. And if it's a day, a week, a month, it is what it needs to be. Um, there's, again, so much sort of, let's say permission granting, but kind of that idea that, oh, well, she does it that way. And, and how I do it is, is how I do it. Mm-hmm. And the, the point is that it needs doing. You need to process, right. you need to allow. And, and that was another piece this winter was, I, you know, again, I thought I had battled my perfectionist demon turns out not so much so you know the fact that I didn't know exactly how I was doing and what I was going to be offering and what you know I needed to have it all figured out before I offered it it had to be perfect before I put it out to the world that (laughs) stop you right in your fucking tracks like it's just like the worst so when you set that aside and you're ready to be real and offer your truest self then, you know, it, it can't be wrong. So you just, just set aside that perfection demon because seriously, <sighs> terrible. Pain in the fucking ass. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was talking to someone yesterday about um, the patterns of disconnection. So for anybody who's listening and if the word perfectionism doesn't quite ring true for you, I'm going to throw out a few others because there are five patterns of disconnection Um, So these are behaviors that we tend to gravitate towards when we are out of alignment. So when you're out of alignment with your values, you feel a void. And social convention isn't to sit, get grounded, meditate. I mean, I actually, it is moving towards that way in certain circles, which is fantastic. But from there's a lot of pressure to do more. Mm -hmm. You need to get more done. And you need to- It has to come externally. Right. And there needs to be evidence that you're doing something about your problem. Mm-hmm. And so outcomes, perfectionism, people pleasing, leaky boundaries or zero boundaries, um, the imposter syndrome and numbing. So any one of those, all five of them, I mean, the combinations are endless. <laughs> um, they, oh, can show up know <laughs> they can show up in, in very unique and fascinating ways. And when they do, they're kind of a gift if you can acknowledge them and recognize like you have done. And in this moment, I think that that might be one of the biggest differences is being able to be the observer going, well, this is fucking fascinating. Like, Mm. and okay. So if this is happening, the, the number one solution to this problem of disconnection is reconnection is, is going back and doing that work of um, aligning and saying yes to what feels right. Isn't necessarily what looks or sounds right to fucking everybody else. Mm -hmm. Fuck everybody. So I'm so glad that um, you shared that with us. So thank you, because it's still pretty kind of newish, this particular point of your journey, um, mm-hmm. and really is, is a, the 
the, in the intensity or the, um, the value that you've shared, that you're offering by sharing that story um, is really deepened by the entire journey that you've, you've walked through, that the path that you've taken. So now you're at this space where um, you can acknowledge that this is still gonna happen and it happens in a much different way, um, mm. in a more purposeful way. It really does, if anything, it's, it can be kind of this opportunity to go, oh, okay, I'm here. Yay. That means that I'm, I'm, I'm up leveling. I'm, there's another next level of evolution. Yeah. So I'm excited for that, by the way. Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm so grateful for you and I love you. Um, you're like my person. Back Is there anything? Yeah. Thank you. Is there anything you want to share with the listeners today, anything you would like to leave them with? Trust yourself mm. with a capital S. Mm. Um, that's where your power comes from is when you learn to trust your true self and let the rest go. Mm. Awesome. Mm. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. No scratch. And um, when I see you again in face-to-face -face form, whenever that is. Hopefully soon. Yeah, sooner rather than later. I love you. And i um, so grateful that you were here today and that uh, you were willing to share many of the bits and pieces that not a lot of people know, but I, of course, <laughs> know all the bits and pieces. <laughs> yeah. Just for point of reference, there's so much I didn't share. Oh, so, many, <laughs> so many good things. Maybe we'll do a part two, something a little deeper, a little, a little bit more dark and mysterious. <laughs> we could do that. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Join Dion again next week to learn more about what you can do to go from hot mess to awesomeness.